This is the Nothing But Bucks podcast. Now, here's your host, TJ Reeves. My goodness, another win, a third consecutive victory, three wins in 11 days, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers improved to 5-1 and one on a Thursday night in Philadelphia by virtue of a 28-22 victory over the Philadelphia Eagles. We are in here on the Nothing But Bucks podcast. Full disclosure coming your way, middle of the night after the game ended yeah, somewhere around 11.30-ish Eastern time. We were off the air about 12.15 on Buccaneers Radio. Game traffic being what it is, we're back in and around the Philadelphia Hotel. Here we are on Nothing But Bucks the morning after, as we customarily do. The day after the game, you will find this podcast through the Buccaneers mobile app, Buccaneers.com, and also through uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. That's the easiest way to find it, but obviously... We have it on the outlets, etc. after the games are done. And give credit where it is due. This team gutted out another victory and now has improved to 5-1 and one and earned a well-deserved weekend off, uh, having to come on the road on four days rest, uh, basically two days of sort of practice to get up here to Philadelphia to beat a hungry, wounded Eagles team with a first-year coach, yes, but there, there's a lot of pride in Philadelphia and in that locker room, and the Bucks were just better when it mattered the most. A game that they controlled really for three quarters and then had some crazy moments in the fourth. Give the Eagles credit for putting a couple of touchdowns on the, on the board, but by and large, this team has shown, obviously, the end of last season, the Buccaneers, and into the playoffs, and now here through the first six games of this year, if they have the opportunity to finish a game, if they have the opportunity to win it. I keep coming back to Magic Johnson and that book he had in the 80s called Winning Time with the Lakers, Winning Time. That's what it was all about. When it is winning time, this team is ready. This team has got the greatest of all time at Tom Brady at the controls and has enough uh, surrounding talent, including on the defensive side of the ball. Again, beat up in the secondary, losing Richard Sherman first possession of this game and yet still making plays and getting the job done in the fourth quarter to get yet another victory. All right, I will set the table for you coming up here in a moment. We'll get into the highlights. You'll hear Gene Deckerhoff and Dave Moore on the call on Buccaneers Radio. Uh, also, some interviews after this game is done, including conversation with Bruce Arians in the middle of the night after another victory as Coach B.A. just keeps rolling along, having this team ready to go, he and his staff and the players go out and deliver. Jamel Dean had back-to-back interceptions two weeks in a row. You'll hear from him. You'll hear from Tom Brady uh, in the aftermath of this game as well. And also our Buccaneers radio analyst Dave Moore joins me for a few minutes here in Philadelphia late night, Thursday night into Friday morning. So, again, this is why you're here on Nothing But Bucks whenever we come your way after these games are over with. Uh, again. For the Buccaneers, they had not been 4-1 and one since the 2005 season. And really, you, you're, you're having the best season right now since the 5-0 and o start in 1997. Remember, a year ago, you started the season at 3-2, uh, and two, losing the fifth game uh, in Chicago. In this case, now 5-1 and one and looking really good. You're not home free. I keep saying on these podcasts, you look for improvement. You look, you look for sustained success. You look now in the middle of October, this team's 5-1. and one. Where are they the first part of November? Where are they in the middle of November? If you are at a seventh win, an eighth win, as you're heading down the stretch of, of November, you're in great shape to set yourself up for a 12th, a 13th, 
or maybe even better, probably 14 wins if you can get that. The back half of the schedule is going to be a bit easier. But right now the Bucs are taking advantage of the teams that are in front of them. Even here in this case, the Eagles with a losing record. They were hungry, as I mentioned. They were wounded, but they were there. They were there to be had, and the Bucs went and got it done. All right, let's get into it. Let's get into the highlights. And here we go with the opening drive where the Bucs uh, end up losing the coin toss. The Eagles say, hey, we want to kick it. We want the crowd in the game. And they were frothing at Lincoln Financial Field. Again, the house of the Buccaneers opened with a victory on Monday Night Football all the way back in September of 2003 as the defending Super Bowl champs. And uh, came out and, <laughs> and were very strong uh, in this football game. Give credit uh, to the run game with Leonard Fournette, the pass game with Antonio Brown. Move the ball in the scoring position, in fact, inside the five-yard line and on the board right here in the end zone to big O.J. Howard. Bucks go with three tight ends, O.J. Wells and Cam Brate. Here's the snap, play action fake, bootleg rollout. Brady looks back to the left, fires to the left. It is a caught ball, touchdown Tampa Bay. O.J. Howard with a touchdown catch and somebody made a miscue because he was wide open. He's a big tall target too and Brady threw it tall over a defender. Again, Mean Gene Deckerhoff with the calls. O.J. Howard gets his uh, first touchdown catch of the season. Wide open in that left corner of the end zone. Brady, perfect touch on the ball. There had been so much May pregame about Brady's thumb, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, he looked fantastic throughout the first half. In fact, completed 13 of his first 14 passes. That ball was beautifully thrown to O.J. Howard to cap off the 75-yard drive and 7-0 in favor of the Buccaneers. Now, to the Eagles' credit, they were able to bounce back and able to move the football themselves some uh, 35 yards in this instance uh, after a short field here. Philadelphia gets a hold of the football and they are able to make some plays. Uh, actually, the drive going 75 yards. Had it right the first time. 75 yards on the drive. And Jalen Hurts uh, able to get a, the benefit of a long pass interference penalty. That would set the Eagles up for this opportunity inside the five-yard line. They line up in the goal line formation. Sidecar right inside handoff. Play action. Fake. Hurts throws a pass. Touchdown. Philadelphia Eagles. That's a little bit too easy, huh? So Philadelphia able to tie it at seven on the Hurts touchdown pass to Zach Ertz, the tight end. Crowd again roaring in the game. And again, the Bucs just answered. Come right back down the field and, uh, and get another touchdown. Nine plays. 75 more yards, and this time it is Tom Brady looking over the middle for a guy that has become recently his favorite target. Here is the snap. Brady, play action fake, dropping, dropping, flushed out of the pocket, looks toward the throws a ball, caught ball at the five. Antonio Brown, touchdown Tampa Bay. He made the catch, did a pirouette at the five, and dove into the end zone, and the Bucs take the lead at 13-7. to Buccaneers in command of this game offensively, and you've got to, again, say that, that Antonio Brown, especially in space on the screens or the slants over the middle, so dangerous, and it helps open other things up uh, for what this team wants to do, get the ball to Fournette out of the backfield or use O.J. Howard like they were able to do. So now 14-7, the Buccaneer defense would come up with a takeaway uh, at this moment and, and garner some momentum second quarter. First down, 10 of the 26. The snap to Hurts, play action fake, dropping, dropping, throws a deep bomb. Down the far sideline, it is intercepted, picked off at the 30-yard line. Bucks have a pick and out of bounds. How? Jamel D, two weeks in a row, has an interception. Hurts a little long on the pass. 
Dean covering the receiver well, and the pass was up for grabs, and Jamel Dean takes it away. That is Jamel Dean off of that knee injury in Los Angeles. He is now back for the second game in four nights after uh, getting an interception against Miami. He comes right back in and gets an interception in this game. Played well, plastered to the receiver and able to make the play. And the Buccaneers did not take long to get right back in the end zone, this time going between the tackles, ground and pound with Leonard Fournette. From the two-yard line, or one-yard line, it's first down and goal, handoff, Fournette over the top. It is a touchdown, Tampa Bay. He ran behind Alex Kappa and Ryan Jensen, and the Buccaneers score under the two-minute warning with a minute 56 to go. The Buccaneers lead 20-7. to seven. Again, as Mean Gene called it, the Buccaneers uh, making their uh, making their presence felt with one big run after another. Attitude runs with that offensive line. Donovan Smith, Ali Marpet, Ryan Jensen, Alex Kappa, the rookie, uh, the second-year player Tristan Werps across the board, opening up those holes. Lombardi Lenny, as we're calling him, Lombardi Lenny, able to get in the end zone in a 21-7 lead. That would be the advantage at halftime. We talked to Bruce Arians at halftime on Buccaneers Radio, and he said, hey, I like the pass rush containing Jalen Hurts. The Eagles barely had 50 yards in the opening half of the game, uh, and, it, and it was a 21-7 lead in favor of the Buccaneers. And the Bucs were able to get a three and out on the Eagles. They had a three and out themselves, and they got the ball back again. And Tom Brady went to work again using the screen game with Chris Godwin, using Fournette out of the backfield, and then eventually getting into scoring range. Uh, the Eagles also got a pass interference penalty. Uh, Darius Slay did a good job for the most part on Mike Evans, but he did get a pass interference penalty that set the Bucks up for this situation on second and goal. Wide to the left is Evans, one back set, here's the step, follows the block, touchdown! Easy pickings for Leonard Fournette, his second touchdown of the game. 28-7, and at this point, you were supremely confident the Bucs have done enough damage here. They were playing physical football, they're going to win this game. To Philadelphia's credit, they did not go away. Uh, give them credit as they continued to battle on into the fourth quarter. Buccaneers again got another pass interference penalty, and that would eventually lead here to Jalen Hurts getting the opportunity to close the gap to 28-20. Shotgun formation now for Jalen Hurts. The ball is spotted a half yard away from the goal line. We lead 28-14. Here's the snap a little low. Hurts will run the option. Touchdown, Jalen Hurts. Hurts again with his wheels as the Eagles get back in the end zone. They also got the two-point conversion. So now you're, you're back to one score at 28-22, and the Eagles are looking to get the ball back. They've got more than six minutes on the clock. But give the Buccaneers and Tom Brady credit. Once they got the football, they never relinquished it. One first down after another, including this big moment near midfield. Three receivers to the left of Brady. Cameron Brady on the right edge of the tie. Here's the snap. Brady looking, 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 looking. Throws the ball out there. Caught ball. Antonio Brown inside the 20-yard line. He's to the 15. What a throw on the run by Tom. I thought Tom Brady may try to run and turn a 40-yard gain into 13 like he did last week. Antonio Brown coming up with that catch, and the end result is another first down that helped the Buccaneers run the clock down. Tom Brady got a quarterback sneak right before the two-minute warning on a third down to help pick up the one yard needed. They kneel on the ball. They win on a Thursday night in Philadelphia to the Bucs, 28-22 to improve 
to five and one on the season. More than enough uh, good plays in this game uh, to garner the victory, a hard-fought victory, and uh, give credit, again, uh, across the board. Complimentary football, the defense stifling uh, Philadelphia for much of the game, but even when the defense struggled a bit to slow the Eagles down and gave up some points, the offense was there at the end to pick them up and kill the clock over the last six minutes and disheartened Philadelphia and their fans. What a shame, right, Buccaneer fans, that the Eagles, who uh, for a lot of years in the late 90s seemed to own the Buccaneers, now can't get a win off of this team. That's three straight victories in the season, uh, in the all-time series, I should say. And, of course, you've got the all-timers of winning the NFC title game to close down Veterans Stadium and winning the first ever game in this stadium where we had the game on Thursday night, Lincoln Financial Field. You add to that that now Tom Brady with the Super Bowl Buccaneers gets a win as the Buccaneer quarterback, and you got to feel good about that. Let's get into the postgame conversations on our Hooters postgame show. Up first, head coach Bruce Arians uh, here and his thoughts on a 5-1 and one start and a win Thursday night. Let's start with the end. You were able to hang in there and eventually put the game away on the final drive. Just describe the fourth quarter, if you would. Yeah, I thought it was a really good drive. Tom had some big, big completions, removed the chains, took off all the clock, and uh, never gave him the ball back. And that's what we're, you know, we're designed for that. And uh, I love the scrambling and big, big play to Antonio Brown. There was so much success defensively for most of this game tonight. Why did you have so much success where they had about 100 yards of offense and only seven points through three quarters? Yeah, I thought Todd had a great game plan, and the guys that had to fill in did a great job. You know, Sherm pulled a hamstring early, and D. Delaney jumped out there. Kevin Minter jumped out there. And uh, guys just keep stepping up and, uh, and doing a hell of a job when they get their opportunities. Antonio Brown is one of those guys uh, also stepping up. Nine more catches tonight, had a touchdown in the first half, had two or three big catches, as you mentioned, as this game wore on. Assess what you saw out of him, if you would. Yeah, AB's had it. He's having a hell of a season. And, uh, you know, I, I love all three of our receivers. And uh, OJ had his biggest night tonight, too. So uh, Tom just finds the ones that are open and uh, just keep delivering the ball. Leonard Fournette, also a big game again, had close to 150 yards from scrimmage, power running between the tackles. What did you think of how he played? I thought Lenny played outstanding. Uh, it was very, very physical. Um, good job in the passing game. I thought Rojo ran really, really well, too. One of his best games of the year. I love what our backs are doing. What does it say for this team, no matter the final margin after you were up 28-7, to come on four days and go get up here and get this win? It's always tough to win in Philly. And, uh, you know, we've, we've won three games in 11 days, so it's, uh, it's, uh, it's been a hell of a ride. So we need the rest, that's for sure. Gritty performance uh, for this team through and through as the head coach knows it. And he's a, he's a veteran. He's a former coach of the year, and he is now a Super Bowl champion coach. And this team definitely responded. So uh, he was happy. He was done. Another guy that we got to talk to on the Hooters postgame show late night Thursday night was Jamel Dean. Second straight game with an interception for the defensive back. Pressed into duty again with, with Richard Sherman injured. They were counting on Jamel Dean much more. I talked to him about that, about the win about everything that was uh, involved in this one over the Eagles. All right, the defense had to turn up the heat tonight with some injuries. Let's talk first about your interception. Uh, at second game in a row with one of those. Describe what you did. Uh, you know, I kind of figured that it was going to run like a, a screen and go concept. So once I recognized it, I just turned it to the receiver. 
When Richard Sherman went out of the game, what is the talk on the sideline in the huddle amongst the young guys, D. Delaney, Pierre Desir, Ross Cockle, you, et cetera? I mean, really, we were just talking to each other, just hey, keep each, just trying to keep each other calm. Next man up, we understood that, but we, we was prepared throughout the week. You did very well as a defense throughout the first three quarters. What were they doing differently or better to get back in the game at the end? You know, we just got to just get better at closing out instead of just relaxing, thinking the game is over. Uh, you know, again, this team uh, relies so much on Tom Brady, who finished 34 of 42 in the game, had nearly 300 yards. You put 28 more points. How much more confident are you as a defense with what he can do, including killing the last seven minutes of the game? I mean, as a defense, we we always still want to like just play to our standard. Yeah, we know that Tom Brady going to do what he has to do, but it's still on us on the back end to make sure that we win these games. How much more impressive is this on four days to come up on the road against a very hungry team that had not won at home and still get the win? I mean, you know, it, it's very impressive because with, with a short, with a short, slide, short week like this, you don't really have much time to prepare. So it shows how like how capable you are to be, how capable you are of playing, and just being being like very attentive throughout the week. Listen, great plan today. Uh, again, another interception. Congratulations. Thank you for stopping with us on Buccaneers Radio. I appreciate it for having me. 28-22 is our final uh, from Lincoln Financial Field as Jamel Dean and that secondary, man, it is thin. It is thin when you're having to go to practice squad guys like Dee Delaney, Pierre Desir. They're stepping up. They're playing well. Richard Sherman now hurt. Carlton Davis on injured reserve. Uh, also, Sean Murphy bunting on injured reserve. When are you going to get these guys back? Uh, to try to help this team, starting with the Bears. We'll see. We'll see who can be back, who can play. But right now, these guys are stepping up uh, when they have to. They played the whole second half again uh, and played well with Jamel Dean helping lead them. And you can't say enough on defense of the job. Shaq Barrett chasing uh, Jalen Hurts, JPP, and Dominican Sue, Devin White all over the field chasing pe uh, people and making tackles and making plays. Give them a lot of credit. And give this guy credit. We always want to hear from Tom Brady. Uh, even in uh, in a victory which wasn't fantastic offensively in the second half, you only got the one touchdown in the second half, but it was enough. Four touchdowns total, scoring again in the red zone with touchdowns over and over again. Tom Brady, uh, 34 of 42, very efficient. Yeah, let me hear some more about his thumb bothering him. 34 of 42 and 297 yards. Here's the Bucks QB late night Thursday night. Yeah, definitely. It was a good win. You know, it's tough to win on the road. And um, obviously we didn't play our best, so we got to uh, get back to work. We got a you know good little break here, use it, and then uh, get back to work. See if we can get better. It didn't look like that fun was an issue throughout the game. How how do you feel? Great, you feel, feel great, awesome. I mean, it's road twenty-eight-seven. Is there anything they did defensively to change things and let them get back to that game? I mean, they they played tough. They got a good front. Um, you know, they really clogged up the run game in there, and and uh, we just didn't hit as many passes as we needed to. So I thought they did a great job. They're, you know, they really made us earn it, and, uh, you know, we we just uh, came up short a few times. Tom, Coach said um, your third down completion, Antonio, was not your first option. Is that yep. accurate? Yeah, A.B. made a great play. Just uh, dipped underneath the guy and then found space, kind of what he's done his entire career. So he made a huge play. It was awesome. Touchdown. Uh, Leonard Fournette accounted for 43 yards, catching and running. Yep. What, what is he doing to defenses now that's allowing you guys to, to be more diverse? He's a great back. I mean, he's big, tough, catches it, runs, blocks, does everything for us. So great to have him in there. Um, obviously, when he's rolling, it's tough to, to, tough to stop us. 
Um, that fourth down, the decision to go for it there in fourth and three, I'm sure you like that. What, what was that play like? Why didn't it work with OJ? Uh, you know, just you know, poor execution. So um, you know, I got to find a place to, to get the ball and execute it better. And, uh, you know, that's a big play. It's a big momentum play. We need to hit that. We're glad we came back, battled through it, and uh, made some plays there at the end like we needed to. You connected with OJ on every other attempt to him, though, yeah. before that. Um, what, what has happened with you guys to give you guys that kind of a connection at this point? He's doing a great job. He's doing a great job. Just works his butt off. Um, love OJ, everything he brings to our team. So he does an amazing job. I know you said you feel great and feel awesome, but how much is it going to help you to get this extra time off now and give you a little bit of rest over there? You know, it's football season, so I'm mean, just prepared to play football. So I, I feel great. I really do. So thank you guys. When you go through a tough stretch like this as you guys have done going through, the last 11 days. Yep. What does say about the squad and, and where you are right now and how much of a boost does it put you or the position does it put you for the future? we got to get better. I think mean, that's what we got to do. We're obviously, uh, you know, not even halfway into the season, so we've got a long way to go. So. Five and one the record. Again, the Buccaneers in great position. They know they will lead the NFC South through this weekend because everybody else has got two losses while you're at five and one. Uh, on the season, and again, uh, Brady able to spread that football around to the receivers uh, that he needed to. Antonio Brown led things with the nine catches uh, in the football game, but the Buccaneers had other guys uh, step up and make uh, some catches too. O.J. Howard, six of them for 49 yards. We had the touchdown highlights, six more for Leonard Fournette, five more for Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, two catches, 27 yards. Cameron Bray, three catches, 26 yards. I mean, he moved it around. Ronald Jones to Giovanni Bernard, all kinds of weapons. Uh, credit Tom Brady and company for what they were able to do as Brady threw a couple of more touchdown passes on the season. Very solid night for him, that is uh, for sure. Okay, as I mentioned earlier, bonus opportunity here because we're on the road in Philadelphia late night to talk with our Buccaneers radio analyst Dave Moore here on the Nothing But Bucks podcast. I wanted to get uh, his comments after this one is over, the big picture how impressed he was with what he saw Thursday night. Here's more now with Dave Moore. How and why did this team put the game away when it was on the line in the fourth quarter, in your opinion, sir? Well, I mean, it was a game they had under control, clearly. And uh, I think at one point in the fourth quarter, the Buccaneers had more yards and penalty than the Eagles had overall as an offense for the game. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things we saw last year against, uh, I guess, Chicago is when it really kind of showed up with the penalties and it kind of snuck back in tonight. So, really, the Bucks had control of the game and they just let the Eagles hang around just due to penalties and, uh, and not making plays when they had the opportunity. But, obviously, they let them get back in. It got within six points. And then the Bucks offense, you can see them kind of come back to life and uh, get things going again so obviously it's a good win you take them any way you can get them but certainly areas they can improve as I was saying earlier in this podcast this is a game that for years this team could never figure out how to put away over and over and over again how much has the culture changed where the belief was the whole fourth quarter you're still going to find a way to win right absolutely and, and you know they believe in the system offense obviously Tom Brady, the Tom Brady factor, just having him out there, his decision-making with the football and the ability to, to come through when he needs him to. And then the defense, you know, they started off a little bit slow, 
the Eagles drove the field, scored, and you thought initially it was going to be a shootout, but then you saw a lot of pressure on Jalen Hurts, and you saw guys making plays, um, you know, when they really needed to. Obviously, the, the big pass interferences lead up to about 100 yards of uh, penalties, but they were able to overcome it, and they made plays, and they got a takeaway, and uh, all stuff to build on, and they don't need to play their best football right now. They just have to do it down the stretch. couple more here. How much more impressive is this that these defensive backs are practice squad players from a few weeks ago or in training camp, and they're out there playing the whole second half of a close game. You lose Richard Sherman right away. I mean, how much more does this make it – how much more impressive does it make it, would you say, Dave? Well, well, they're getting experience, and and what that happened or what – how that helps is we saw last year a lot of injuries – throughout the season at defensive back. So when they got into the playoffs, they did it by committee. A lot of younger guys that would not have played due to injuries. We're seeing the same thing now. We're seeing Delaney in there. And obviously, Richard Sherman, we don't know how serious the hamstring is. But you're seeing Desir. You're seeing, you know, Cockrell's a guy that played last year that stepped up in a bigger role this year. And, you know, Mike Edwards, same thing. I mean, we saw him last year make some big plays and come in and do some things. And now he's a key guy. So... You know, all this experience, you know, you're going to take your lumps because you're young and inexperienced in some positions, but ultimately it's going to help you in some key games down the road. And I know uh, so many explosive players, but Leonard Fournette, again, had around 150 yards from scrimmage, about 80-something yards rushing, had six receptions, a couple of them critical to keep drives going, et cetera. We can't overemphasize that that leads to the success they want to have on offense. Right, and and the fact that they've been able to run the ball effectively uh, the last three weeks makes a huge difference in just the way the offense operates. You know, time of possession today was – deeply in favor of the Buccaneers and that's because they were able to run the football control the clock and you know take their opportunities down the field through play action and that's that's how you want your offense to be and uh, and that's really what ultimately helped them in the end was the fact that they were able to control the football for so long. And I keep saying this, can I get an amen? Do not apologize for wins. Do not try to explain why you're 5-1. and one. Take it and get out of here on four days rest to beat the Eagles at Philadelphia one more time. You made the point earlier, we've seen so many games where this, this team has, has been right there at the wire and just has not been able to make a key stop or a key drive to score at the end. And, you know, now it's expected. So the culture's changed, the belief has changed, and uh, it's fun to watch, man. It's hard to get wins at this level and. You can't take them for granted because I enjoy them any way you can get them. Hey, I always love getting to talk to you. And extra props to you for doing this in the middle of the night on Nothing But Bucks. Thank you, Dave Moore. <laughs> My pleasure, buddy. Anytime. And that's a veteran tight end uh, that, that went through the wars with the Eagles and came out on the losing end a couple of times in the playoffs in, uh, in both 2000 and 2001. This team righted the ship and has now won a bunch of games at the expense of the Philadelphia Eagles, especially in the 2000s uh, with the wins that they have been able to have. So uh, especially the last three of them and the last two at Lincoln Financial Field, as a matter of fact. 28-22 is our final. Leonard Fournette again, 22 carries, 81 yards in this game to go along with the six catches for 46 yards, um, 127 all-purpose yards for him. Um, in this one. So, uh, again, Lombardi Lenny was just like regular season Lenny. Shaq Barrett led the Bucks with five uh, tackles and a half a sack, a couple tackles for loss. Devin White also five tackles in the game. Kevin Minter filling in 
uh, for Levante. David also with four tackles in this uh, ball game. So Bucks have had to go to some reserves, but they find a way to stuff the Eagles enough. I mean, the Eagles had a hundred yards offense through three quarters. The Bucks played very well defensively through three quarters. Yes, Philadelphia got a couple of touchdowns when it mattered um, in, in the fourth quarter, but could not get the ball back. In the end, complimentary football survives, and we have survived a Thursday night in Philadelphia, a five and one start. And it's all good, Buccaneer fans, to enjoy the weekend. Put your feet up. Watch a lot of football. Enjoy the family. Enjoy the enjoy the warm weather that we're still going to have this weekend in Tampa Bay. I'm looking forward to getting back to the uh, Tampa Bay area on the weekend uh, coming up and enjoying all of this. For now, be happy with the victory in Philadelphia on a Thursday night. My thanks to Jason Berenger helping me with highlights and the interviews. Jeff Ryan's our director of broadcasting. Buccaneers now will next play the Chicago Bears. That one is coming a week from Sunday, and that is a late game, a 425 start at Raymond James Stadium as the Bears come to town uh, for this weekend. Uh, by the way, Justin Fields will get the start against Green Bay on Sunday. Bears and Packers Sunday. Bucks get to sit back, watch that, scout the Bears, and be ready to go a week from Sunday uh, for the matchup with Chicago. For now, we are done. Again, subscribe to this podcast wherever you get them. Find it on the Buccaneers mobile app at Buccaneers.com. We're always here after the games, and it's another sweet win. Do not apologize for victories. We were saying with Dave Moore. Take them and be happy with them. Stack them and uh, win the division. Get get your great playoff seating, if not home field advantage. Keep winning games. The Bucks now 5-1 and one off the win over the Eagles. We are done for now. Thank you for being with me. We're back. After the Bucks play the Chicago Bears next Sunday, a week from Sunday, we'll be back on that Monday with another edition of Nothing But Bucks. Bye.